Hello, everybody. I'm Will Fraser. Welcome to History Made Up. On today's show, we have Dan Upton, stand-up comedian, podcast host. improvised podcast what i do here is i get history stories and then i get improvisers to make up some scenes inspired by that story dan umpton is our guest today a very good friend of mine very funny stand-up comedian uh based out of des moines iowa here and he tells us a very very interesting story from history that i'm excited for you all to hear but before that let's meet our improvisers john churchma hello hi john how are you i'm good good just good just par for the course yep yep all right well thanks for being here (laughs) oh you're welcome we're gonna see if we can have some fun and uh make it better than good how's that sound i guess all right we'll get there okay um so the story that dan tells us today uh it has to do a little bit there's a part in there about sort of being underpaid uh undervalued for a job that is being done have you ever felt extremely underpaid undervalued for your work Mm. anywhere i don't know if i felt i don't know there's one time i had to paint my neighbor's house because there was like a summer where i was not uh i was having trouble finding a job when i was in college yeah and I was I was appreciative for the job, but it kept growing. So it was like I was getting close to being done with the house, and then he's like, "Well, when you're done with the house, uh, the no, the way he worded it was, well, when you paint the shed, I'm like the shed. I didn't realize that was part of it. And it's like when you paint the roof of the shed, the roof of the shed. And then I got part way done. It's like now when you paint the picnic table, and then it was like now when you paint the these decorative wagon wheels. I'm like, how many things are who has decorative wagon wheels? <laughs> and uh, so I, it was not what I expected. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I did appreciate the job, but I completely derailed what you actually asked. No, that's a perfect, that's a great example. Yes. That sounds terrible. Yep, you did it. I'm Congratulations. Winning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, your day's getting better than good already. I took an early lead here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if any of the other contestants can match you. Lexi Ball. Hello. Hi, Lexi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Uh, What about yourself? Any jobs or anything like that stick out? Yeah, I've done a lot of jobs and just not gotten paid for them. Because at the beginning of my career, I was like, didn't know anything. So I was just, I just went to a nonprofit and was like, I'll work for free. And then I, at at that time, they were putting out an app where they were showing every building in the entire city. So they needed pictures of every building in the entire city. So I walked around the city like in full professional clothes and took pictures like in the summer and I didn't get paid for it. And they were not good pictures. Um, <laughs> and I didn't learn anything. And uh, Hey, so. hey, fancy business lady, why are you taking pictures of my house? That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I got like harassed. It was, yeah. And yeah. I was just like <laughs> walking on, you know, construction zones and... It's for the experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You get but all I that experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. then I had like a, th- I got a job off of that later. So yes. it was good. Yeah. Looks like you're winning now. <laughs> Thanks for keeping score, John. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all of us as uh, performers have experienced that. Uh, oh, well, no, you get the spotlight and the experience. So yeah, come and do our show and drive hours yep. for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Paul Privateer. Hey, buddy. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm great. Good. Suck it, John. Oh. <laughs> I'm falling behind again. Yep. Uh, Ooh, right from first to third. I that know. didn't take any time at all. Womp womp. This is the worst. <laughs> Uh, what about yourself, Paul? So I worked at a benefits administration company called Business Solver that's in Waukee, and I love trashing on this place because uh, <laughs> so I got promoted there to be a client manager, and I was 24, 25. I was 25, and I had no experience managing. I couldn't barely manage my life is the joke, so why would they let me manage a 100,000 life client. And so I was I the best thing that came out of that was that I every weekly phone uh, phone call we had with the client was terrible. It we were always doing everything wrong and <laughs> <laughs> we had one where I had to explain to the client why this thing that they wanted was uh, not working. It was supposed to work but it wasn't working and the client in front of like my boss and his boss and like the other systems people on my team, the client just says real loud into the microphone, and the saga continues. <laughs> uh, and it's just... What? Um, Roll credits. Yeah, it's like, well, I, I should just stop doing this. And then luckily I found a job doing computers so I don't have to deal with shitty insurance people anymore. Yeah. That job blew. And I was super underpaid because I was 25. Right. What a... Yeah, that place sucks. <laughs> the guy sounds like an asshole. Oh, they were the worst. Because yeah. they're like these old ladies in HR that have been there for like 40 years. And like they're trying to buy this fancy technology from Business Solver. And it's like they just did not know what they were doing or what they were buying. So Of course. Yep. Gross. <laughs> yep. Chris Hewling. Hey. Did I pronounce it right? You did. Okay, good. I was worried about that. Uh, <laughs> now Will is winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suck it, John. Ha! <laughs> Chris, first time on the show. Welcome, yeah. Chris. Woo! Thank you. Oh, confetti's falling from the city. That's oh. right. And wow. look who jumped into first place. Oh, man. <laughs> this is so confetti. easy to... The positional changes happen so rapidly. It goes quick around here. Yep. Uh, what about yourself, Chris? Uh... I immediately thought of one of my first jobs growing up, which was a busboy at a country club. Oh, God, that sounds uh, terrible. Yeah. On so many different levels. Mm -hmm. Which country or club? Or like you were a character in a movie. <laughs> That's what it really sounds like. It was a very, uh, you know, start low, and boy, I was 14 years old. Okay. So like pretty much slave labor at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I worked in the back in this big kitchen, and they'd have their big fancy parties. And then dish after dish after dish after dish would come through to me, and I had to get this scalding water, soak them all down, throw them through the sanitizer, and put them back on the racks. But I was so intimidated by the chef staff there that oftentimes I wouldn't eat supper. Like, I'd be yeah. there until 10 o'clock at <laughs> Kitchen night. Kitchen staff mm -hmm. can be very intimidating. Yeah. That's for sure. There yeah. was one nice one. Her name was Janelle. And I was like, I can hang with Janelle. Like, I can ask her for some cheese balls, and she's going to give me some cheese balls. <laughs> nice. There was also Claudette, and she was the mean one. And if it was a night that Claudette this was working... This all checks out. <laughs> like, I, we could have guessed this if you mm -hmm. just would have thrown us the names. Yeah, her yeah. name's Claudette. Yep. And, oh, and you work at a country club. Yeah. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> Big, just strong woman. And sh when she came in there, she knew what she was doing. Like, had the old wooden spoon. It really felt like that. And I didn't ha like talking to her. So many, many <laughs> nights I would kind of sit on the edge waiting for my parents to pick me up. 
just thinking about like I gotta figure out a way to talk to Claudette because I have to eat food. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to eat food. It felt like something out of uh, Charles Dickens' book. Sometimes, it, yeah, it definitely <laughs> sounds Dickensian. Was there ever like, were there ever? W- did other people approach her to get food? Uh did you ever try to like piggyback? Like, no, it was someone else. Like, hey, I need to get some. Uh, yeah, me too. Oh like, yeah, that make was two while you're at it. If it isn't too much trouble, <laughs> yeah, you know, really <laughs> lay it on as passive aggressive as possible. Just yeah. like I don't want to cause a, a ruckus, <laughs> but I haven't eaten in eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sounds terrible. Um, the worst, uh, most undervalued job I ever had was my first job, and I was like, yeah, fourteen or fifteen or something, and. Uh, the high school, the, I went to a very small high school, and uh, <coughs> people would come, like how army, like military recruiters come and set up a booth. Like, this company would come and set up a booth, like, get yourself a summer job. Here, sign up here. Like, oh, so all we have to do is sign a piece of paper, and then we have a job? There's no, oh, like, no. interview? Yeah, Sweet, I'll Uh-oh. do that. <laughs> <coughs> Nothing and can so go wrong. <laughs> I had to get myself to Newton to a town that's like 15 miles away from home at like 4.30 in the morning. I already think this is a bad decision. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then get on a bus, wait in a fairway, a, gro- a fairway grocery <laughs> store parking lot for a bus to come pick <laughs> us up and drove us out to a farm where we were detasseling. Oh, corn. there it is. Yep. yep. You and said 4.30 in the morning, and I was like, this is a corn story. Yeah, yes, is a- sir. <laughs> oh, boy. And so uh, you go out. We get off the bus, and um, they lead us down, and they break us up into groups. Like, okay, you guys go down here. here. You got to you know, gotta hit all the rows. And, like, uh, just miserable 110-degree weather, uh, 90% humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And as you're walking through, the corn stalks cut your face mm-hmm. and arms and hands. And at the end of the day, uh, it was like uh, that scene out of Napoleon Dynamite. Like, at the end of the day, it was like a handful of change. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went home. I was like, oh, I'm not doing that again. And so I quit after the first day. Yep. Smart. Yeah. I want to meet one person that has like a. I really enjoyed a summer of detasseling because they no all just thing. sound like prison labor. Yeah, it is. There's the ones that eventually worked through the ranks, because my brother-in-law did detasseling for years, and then and he ended up to riding ride on the, the bus. Truck. Yeah. Oh, driving so he, the bus. Yeah, oh. Eventually, he got to ride on the back of the right. Tractor That's or like the promotion mm-hmm. is getting to ride <laughs> on the back of the wagon, <laughs> so you are riding and pick, pull, pulling them off instead of having to walk through. Oh. Yeah. It was a terrible, terrible thing. It's not a fun job. No, it is not. So there's plenty of stories there. So let's do a scene off of that. Just ask her. Just seriously, don't be afraid. I know she looks intimidating, but you just got to go up and you just got to ask her. We've been out in this hot sun all day. Don't be afraid to ask for a glass of water. Okay. I... uh, Okay. Midge? Midge? Scott has a question for you. What? Uh, hey, Midge. Um, so you look nice. Yes. Um, do you, uh, do you watch Seinfeld? Oh, fuck. 
Don't try to small talk, Midge. Seinfeld was my cousin. I never watched that show. Oh, oh wow, that's cool. Um, I never saw it. Point one. Uh, can I? You're messing this up. You're I'm just gonna go for it. Can I have water? Weakling! No, you may never have water. Uh, ow! <laughs> P- just please, just a small like a thimble, or maybe if you just could like, if I could just cut my hands, and just do it that way. It's ow! P- oh. Ooh, your face is bleeding. You must have left her rings on for that one. Ow, Midge, I'm sorry, but Here, I just... Here, I'm just going to sneak behind you and grab a glass of water. Okay. Here, it's okay. for, for myself. Okay, Larry, you suck. <laughs> Larry can have water. Thanks, Midge. Love you, Midge. He's gotten promoted. He used to have to drink the horse sweat. Wow, ne- he got the promotion already? We've only We've only been out here for a couple days. Larry, that's great news. Maybe you could... Maybe you I work could hard. Oh, no, give you some water? Or maybe oh, I earned this water. Oh, could you just put in a good word for me, though, with the boss? Like? Larry, what's the good word? The good word is Seinfeld sucks, ma'am. You get more, you get lemonade. Oh, oh my what? God, thank you so much. Lemonade? Do I get to go into the house and sit in the air conditioning and get it out of the fridge? No, not yet. You have to oh. say one more good thing. Uh, um, um... Uh, Terminator 3 wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. You get water. That yeah! was great. Oh, that's not. Okay. I just, um, it was, uh, Larry David is a genius. Because Seinfeld's such a dipshit. I'm sorry. I keep going to the Seinfeld thing. I'm so sorry, Mitch. I'm so sorry. <sighs> uh, Larry so David refreshing. and I were once married. Oh, okay. So I sort of think that he's brilliant, but also I hate him. So I'm ambiguous about what you just said. So how about I just stay at the same level I'm at and just keep drinking the water? Yeah. Oh, this is maybe. Real. Thanks, Midge. Thanks. Hey. Uh, hey, Midge. Jerry here. Oh, hi, Jerry. Oh my God. Oh. Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. I'm, uh, well, that's a hot one out there today, huh? Yeah. Ninety percent humidity. Yep, Jerry. It is, Jerry. Don't, don't ask him for an autograph. Do not. I, I, think I swear. To brought God. a couple glossies with me. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Jerry, uh, um... Boy, it's so hot, I'm gonna fan myself with him. Oh, let me fan you, Jerry. Whatever you say, Midge. You might be my favorite actor. Oh, God. B-movie references, Scott? Oh, my God. Jerry is not a B-actor. Take it back. No, no, no. I don't... Oh. Ow! Oh, God. My... Yeah. My my tummy. You slapped it. Ow! God. God, your ring's stuck in my belly button, Mr. Seinfeld. Ow. Listen. Okay. I did that for money. It wasn't because I wanted to do it. I thought I had a good message. Get me money. Oh. It's a dark blemish on my otherwise very prolific career. Uh, Mr. Seinfeld, there's a guy across the road taking pictures of you. Is that supposed to? Is that normal? Yeah, he's my new publicist. Oh, okay. I thought it was maybe paparazzi. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Ryan. Sorry, Did you get a good we... one with me hitting that kid? It's a great one, Mr. Seinfeld. Excellent. Thanks for hitting me in the stomach, Mr. Seinfeld. Mr. Seinfeld. Yeah, I Ryan. Think, I think we need to get a little bit more coverage for that image. you mind if you try it again? I'm going to take it from a different angle. Works for me, Ryan. Oh, All right. Um, Listen... I don't think you don't have to do this. Ow! Oh, my. How was that one, Ryan? 
Oh man, I I wasn't looking. Didn't get it taken in time. Got right One in the mid thigh. One more time. I got about three more good ones in me. You took oh, skin off with the last all. one. <laughs> ah, my butt cheeks. Well, you got one, both of them. That one was a lot better. Good. Yeah. Now well, listen, I'll I'll sign the autograph now if you promise to also sign this waiver releasing me, Jerry Seinfeld, of any legalities of hitting you. Uh. Okay. Sure thing, Mr. Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a fair trade. Excellent. Here, I, I brought you guys all some lemonade. Hello, everybody. Will Frazier here from History Made Up. Uh, we have some exciting news about the podcast. Uh, we have an official Patreon page now. It is patreon.com slash historymadeup. You can go there. You can donate to the show. The show will always be free. You will never have to pay for the show. This is just a uh, donation, so you can sort of help become part of the show. You help help raise money so I can keep traveling and keep visiting these new places and meeting these new great improvisers and bringing the content to you. We have a special gift for one-time donors of $100. You donate $100 one time, you're going to get to tell a story on the podcast. We'll do. I'll find the improvisers. We'll do the show off it, but you get to tell the story. Uh, so thanks so much for listening and support it. Patreon.com slash History Made Up. All right, we are back. Uh, that was a great first segment. Uh, yeah, I spoke to Dan Umpton. Uh, he tells us a great story from history that I did not know about. Uh, it's very interesting. So let's go to the tape. All right, I'm here with Dan Umpton. Hi, Dan, how are you? Hey, I'm very well. <laughs> All right, are you ready to tell us a story? I am ready to tell you a story. That, and and I, I didn't agonize, but I thought really long and hard about what story I was going to tell. And I, I was trying to think if I should go personal or if I should go historical. And You're a history major, I was right? I was an English lit major, okay. but I, I love reading history like my favorite podcast of all time is hardcore history, history. made up oh his, and, okay and <laughs> history, history made up is it's number 1.5 <laughs> it's all right it's right up there <laughs> I love uh, yeah know, hardcore and, history is great it's, it's a great show wild i love the deep dive detail stuff yeah and he goes forever they're four hour podcasts yeah all of them yeah. so if you've got a road trip and you want to find out about like the third in line successor to Genghis Khan, <laughs> and hear four hours about Ogdai, yeah. By all means, you oh, can yeah. do that. Well, th that's definitely one of the podcasts that inspired me because, like, the two podcasts that I always listened to before I started were history ones like that, yes. and then improv ones. And so I was oh, like, nice. oh, I can combine those two. Yeah, nice. All right, so that's... let's let's hear your story. What you decided on? So. Earlier this week, in fact, I think yesterday, uh, uh, Bush 41, that is George Herbert Walker Bush, passed away. And in thinking about it, and in thinking about people, regardless of whether or not uh, people would eulogize him by lionizing him as being a heroic figure in American history, or... Um, speak about him deplorably as being a warmonger and, uh, you know, generally uh, anti-LGBTQ, um, opposed to AIDS and stuff like that. I'm not 
nothing to do either, but I want to tell a story about uh, something connected to his family, uh, his father, in fact, and that is a thing called the business plot from 1933. The okay. business plot, in short, was an attempt by uh, the, the burgeoning military-industrial complex to uh, create a fascist coup and install a dictator in the United States that would uh, take power away from, but not completely remove, Franklin Delano Roosevelt prior to the Second World War. Okay, right. And one of the there was a general that spoke out about it, right? The yes, gen- yes. And I that's know that. the guy I want to talk about. Okay, yes, excellent. Because he's because he's a real incredible historical figure that, like, when you read about him, you have to have just like a lot of people from that time. There's. Uh, mm, there's definitely some some pockmarks in his story that are you know not all that great, especially from white dudes of the era, um, as pretty much any era. Um, a lot of us are garbage, uh, but but this dude was pretty interesting and pretty cool. Smedley Butler, uh, he was a brigadier general. Uh, he was one of the highest ranks uh, in the American uh, military, and I'm fact checking myself with Wikipedia as we go because I'm like. Going based off of memory from, like, the times I've seen this in uh, Oliver Stone's uh, The History of of the United States and, like, uh, Howard Zinn and stuff like that. But he was was a brigadier general, and he he served in the Spanish-American War. Um, He served in uh, a number of different American military actions in uh, Central America... And, and beyond up till World War One, where he he really earned a great deal of notoriety as uh, people in the day had the best freaking nicknames. Like he had a whole list of, of yeah. nicknames that were amazing. One of them, I'm going to see if I can find all of the nicknames, but my favorite one was uh, Old Duckboard. He got <laughs> nicknamed Old Duckboard because uh, in when uh, his his group that he was leading in World War One came out of like one group of trenches and advanced forward and had nothing to sleep on. He went back to the trenches that they had been in and personally like dug a piece of this like boardwalk walkway, which is called a duck board, pulled it out of that trench and back in to the other in this is like in Brest, France, which is a weird name of the city. Yeah. Uh so that his soldiers had something to sleep on. Uh, you know, which is a real man of the people thing to do. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, people who are in positions of authority that do stuff that's genuine and meaningful, like real acts of uh, personal like sacrifice, something like that, that means something to people, that earns you a lot of respect. Uh, so in, by, by the time the second or the first World War is over, there's a lot of soldiers who had experienced what's now called PTSD. Right, they called it shell shock back then. Yeah, Yeah. and it wasn't wasn't treated. There was nobody nobody getting a lot of support, and a lot of these soldiers were not getting paid very well at all. In fact, a lot of them had received these bonus coupons, I think is what they were called. They'd received these certificates from the federal government that said, here's how much we're going to pay you, plus compound interest, and it matures 20 years from now, in 1945. Oh, God. And so this whole group of people who were destitute 
in the beginning of the Great Depression, uh, went and marched on Washington with him, and it was called the Bonus Army. This is 1932, I think. Uh, they marched on Washington basically saying, look, we need you to pay us everything that you owe us. This yeah. is during the Hoover administration. Uh, and, you know, Butler being very much, you know, a military leader, but also a man of the people. And he'd also worked in law enforcement after he was in you know, the Marine Corps. Uh, he he had the respect of a whole lot of people. And so uh, Butler in 1934, 1935, exposed the fact that after he had done this bonus army thing, demanding payment for all of these, uh, these soldiers, that he had been approached and had been uh, involved with this plot that was led mostly by financiers, uh, with J.P. Morgan, including J.P. Morgan himself, as well as uh, Bush 41's father, um, who uh, their whole plan was to gather up a bunch of uh, veterans, it cur currently serving active military, as well as uh, veterans who were disgruntled, and march on Washington and essentially install Smedley Butler as the Secretary of General Affairs, which essentially would have been like the Chancellor in Germany, so he would have been the de facto decision-making leader in the United States. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt would have just been the figurehead. And Butler turned around and blew the whistle on him. And all of these guys... Like, That's a lot of powerful men to go and blow the whistle on. That's balls. Like, it, I mean, you're, you're not kidding. Because, like, you think, you look at the history, the entire reason that he went to war in World War One, the, the reason that the United States did, was in big part because of J.P. Morgan. Because that dude alone held all of the bonds, all of the money behind the munitions and armaments and everything for both Britain and France. And when the tide was turning against Britain and France, what else, like the most powerful financiers in the United States did what? They forced the American government, like, we need to go over there and protect our money because otherwise we're all screwed. Wow. And when we went and won the war, what happened? The Roaring Twenties. Anyway, um, so Butler... Really, I mean, in in many ways, in that respect, people associated with him that were also investigating this also made ac pretty anti-Semitic accusations that it was like, it wasn't just financiers, but it was specifically Jewish financiers. I don't think J.P. Morgan was Jewish. I mean, and I don't, I don't think Bush's father was was Jewish. So, I mean, like. Like I said, there's some pockmark history there. Yeah. I don't know that Butler himself was anti-Semitic. I'm not sure that he was the one that made those accusations. It was another guy named Spivak, I think. But the the con he testified, both of these guys testified in front of Congress, and Congress heard him out. And at the end of it, they wrote a report where they were like, uh, you know, we can't prove that there was a, these guys are connected to fascism in Italy and Germany, but we can acknowledge that the conversations that are alleged to have taken place did take place, that they did plan to do this, and they did try and over, overthrow the American government, even though they want to play it off as though it was a joke. It was totally a plan. And I, you know, and nothing happened to any of those nobody, people. Nobody went to jail. Of course. Nobody went to jail. Um, you know, Smedley Butler, I, uh, I have to admit, I don't remember exactly uh, what happened to him. You know, he, he lived out his life, and I think he... He spoke out against uh, fascism and war profiteering. Uh, he, he wrote a book about how he felt that uh, the American government was becoming a, a kind of nascent 
fascism anyway because he felt that he had basically been a, I think he called himself a, a thug or a hitman for the American government yeah. for like just going into these other countries and protecting their interests, protecting oil, protecting, you know, what have you. And not for the American government, for the American investors, for the banks. Right. Not yeah. for the, yeah, not yeah. for the people. Right. Not for the, you know, so I, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's sort of a sad story because like he blew this whistle and then here we are, you know, a hundred years after we fought the second world war or the first world war, I'm sorry. And, we're at a place where we're st- still fighting wars and sending people to die and killing people in the name of money, in the name of greed, ultimately. And I think that's hard to argue that we're Only, doing something yeah. else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it. You, I think you can make a pretty good argument that the Second World War was in some ways justified. There's some ways in which the cr- conditions were created by the First World War, which was... Oh, yeah, absolutely. In, in many ways, our involvement with, with that was not unjust but it was definitely not an altruistic motive um but here we are and i i I mean i think it's worth remembering that uh our our constitution and the things that we take for granted in this country are uh are, are constantly being defended and there are constantly people uh that would love to take away what we enjoy and what we know as being the freedom that we have what little we really do um in, in the name of advancing their own power and still calling it freedom and liberty. Right. So, the world needs stuff. more General Smedley, Smedley Butler. Butlers. That's for sure. For sure. Man. All right. Thanks so much, Dan. That's a great story. What awesome. do you have to plug and promote? Tell us about the Doomcast. Oh, yeah. The Doomcast. Uh, I'm going to film an episode about uh, Aquaman uh, tonight. Oh. Have you got to see it yet? You no, I haven't. Really? I am... Oh. I'm, I am going to go to an early one that's uh, Amazon Prime is giving tickets not away, but they're they're doing a showing a week early. If you're a Prime member, you can just buy tickets. Nice, uh, which is kind of tight. Yeah, uh, but the Doomcast is basically a uh, web series. I'm at 169 episodes now, uh, five minutes a pop, and really, it's it's about comics and pop culture in general and. I, I kind of, when I try and pitch to people what it is, it's basically Alton Brown if he was doing a show about comic books and not cooking. So Ooh. it's like kind of the inside baseball and fun version of that. I love it. Comics explained for real weirdos. That so, sounds awesome. It's fun. Good Eats is my favorite cooking show ever. <laughs> it, it really it really is fun. And it's yeah. it, it's a it's a genius format uh, yeah. that, he, that he put together. And I just didn't wholesale rip it off, but... Kind of the the tone and the pacing for it, I think works really well. That's yeah, a lot of that's fun. awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, everyone should check that out. The Doomcast. When did new episodes come out? Uh, usually Wednesdays, unless I'm late. <laughs> All right. <So. laughs> All right. Uh, any social media for people yeah. to get hold of you? Um, any, anything Doomcast related is at the Doomcast. Uh, I myself am on. You know, like I said, Twitter, Instagram. I didn't say. Like, like anyone else, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, what have you, at D-A-N-U-M-T-H-U-N. Um, All right. Telling jokes and having a fun time. All right, perfect. Thanks so much, Dan. Okay, thank you all for coming. I'm glad that you could all make it. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, th- th- thank you for inviting us. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, There yeah. are appetizers. 
Right. Yes, the appetizers those will be out uh, shortly. Those little weenies okay. that are wrapped in uh, bacon. Sh- shrimp there cocktail. There are weenies wrapped in bacon, and there are weenies wrapped in dough also. Oh, excellent. And there's Good shrimp sure. cocktails on mm. the way. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, how, yes, yes. how about some cheese? Of course. Oh, uh, plethoras of cheeses. Oh, good. Do not, do not worry, Hobson. There's, <laughs> there's plenty, plenty of cheeses. But okay. Uh, before, uh, I mean, we might as well just cut to the chase. And um, we are the most powerful men in this country. Mm-hmm. So why? Sounds sh- so weird to have someone actually say that out loud. I, know, I know. That's sort of why I just sort of <laughs> invited us here, so we could just r- talk about these things frankly. Yeah. yeah. And right? the appetizers. And do appetizers, yes, of <laughs> These course. These are great apps, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please leave some cheeses for other people, Hobson. Just oh, these are so good. I just, I just love these my wings. I understand. It tastes just like the ones from TGI Fridays. They're they, I'm, delicious. I, I had them flown in from TGI Friday. <laughs> so I knew oh, you the original? God, yes. God the bless original. you. Yes. God bless you. You are the best. Spare I know no truly no. a leader among... Man. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm very, I'm very proud of the spread that I have chosen. So anyway, let's get down to the brass tacks. Like I was saying, if hold on, if taxes? What? Uh, where? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no, think no, I've no. paid all my taxes on no, all no, of no. my brass. Brass. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, you have. I, I know you have. Uh, we went through all of your uh, tax sheets before we invited you here. Uh, I did that on all of you. I just wanted to do my due diligence to make sure everyone. But yes, uh, if we could get to the matter at hand. All right, ah, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. I, just, I just got spooked for a second. I understand. say the word. You say the T word. I, oh. I know. I, I am so butthole sorry. puckers so up so like so a. Sorry, gentlemen. So sorry. Like a little thing. Uh, see, this is the type of genius that makes us the most powerful men in, in this country. Mm-hmm. Yes, of yep. course. Um, I believe you're out of cheddar. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh my God. All right. Well, they'll bring. They'll come and check. Okay. And bring some more out. Okay. Okay. I'll. I'll believe it when I see it, but continue. I'm sorry. I will. Hobson, do you want more cheese? Yes. Here's some more cheese. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Marjorie. You're welcome. Now go back into the soundproof kitchen. Okay, you guys look so powerful. Bye. Thank oh. you. See, that's why She's I keep so her around. Nice. She's the, she knows She's my needs. She's the best. Yes, I trust her with my life. There's no way she would ever tell anyone. We were all meeting in my secret bunker to discuss the things we're discussing. Excellent. Or poison any of the cheese. I would never. Okay, bye oh, again. Thank you. Okay, it's so good she to know I'm eating unpoisoned out cheese. Bit. Yes, she just kind of came in. And yes, then ran right away. She's very quiet. It's she another reason that I like to keep her around. She's the best. She's the best assistant I've ever had. Now, thank you. Okay, oh. bye. Okay, she seems to be hearing. I feel like there should be some sort of lock on that door. Uh, well, it's a swinging kitchen door. I don't want to have her to have to knock and then I have to get up every single time. She needs to bring more cheese in. You have such a large desk; it would be quite. Thank uncomfortable you. to Thank have to get up you. every time and go all the way around it. It's it's 12 by 16. That's huge for a desk. It's from a single tree. I cut it down myself. Oh. Killed it myself. That's how I yes, like to say Yes, yes. Mm. Killed the tree. Yes. This is cheddar. Mm. Yes, you got some more cheddar. Absolutely, you did. So good. You know the best. I do. I do. I uh, There was a destitute cow farmer. In Wisconsin. Oh yeah, tell me more. And I. How paid poor him. was he? Oh, the, mo- the most poor. You should have seen him. I mean, T- they me wouldn't wear me. shirts. Just oh over yeah. Holes. No shirts underneath. <laughs> no <laughs> socks uh, for their boots either. <laughs> so their feet were disgusting. Oh, I'm oh, so aroused by their poverty. Oh yes. That's how you know the cheese is good. That's right. It was such such good cheese, and the farm was worth millions. I mean, easily. Uh, I paid him 
a half a cent on the dollar. <laughs> and he had to take it. Brilliant. He had to take it. He had to sick kid. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you are yeah. such a persuasive man. Thank you. Yes, I am. I am oh. very much. Oh, so, what, was that? What, were, what were we talking Something about? Something about us being the most influential and rich men in this country. That's right. I was are. talking about Cheddar. Right, yes, of course you were. So, uh, yeah, we are so rich and powerful and influential that, I mean... It should be us running things. I mean, obviously, we know how to run things. We're powerful and successful. Yeah. You the know, dipshit you voters don't know what they need or what's good for them. Hey, I, I voted. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You, we're not talking about the people in I this mean, room. Yeah, we're talking about the common man. When your son like that fool in Wisconsin without a shirt <laughs> and socks. <laughs> <laughs> and a sick child. <laughs> The best part. I was just going to say, I feel like you have to vote if your son's running for senator, but... Like, uh, that is true. I yeah. get it. Yes. Yeah, support the family. Teddy's biz. running for senator. You had to vote for he, him. We he's been it. working very hard. Yes, of Only course. Only eating two cheese wheels a week. Oh, you've back. cut him down. Gives him more energy, he says. Oh, well, that's good. That's very good. What does he use the other two for? I wish I knew. Oh, okay. Oh, Sounds uh, like someone needs to get control of their family. Sorry to hear that. Um, I know you guys talk about being the most powerful men, but my grasp is slipping. What? On poor Teddy? Poor Teddy. All the empire that I've built for myself. Well, he's still going to do whatever you want now that he's a senator, I assume. I don't know. I recommend he eat four cheese wheels a week, and now he's down to two. I just don't know. Oh, I thought thought you were trying to get him to cut back. No? Oh. Four cheese wheels? Four cheese wheels. Jesus. I eat five myself. <laughs> it's going to be six if you keep up at that pace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I can tell. I can tell. Mar- sure. All right. Margarine should be out here any moment to give you some more cheese. I don't know why, how you've eaten that. So Did you give some to the dog? Is there a dog in no, here? No, I'm just highly tolerant of lactose. Oh. Lactose super tolerant. That's right. Impressive. Unlike I, the sorry. other people that we're oh. tolerant of. <laughs> yeah. Poor people. <laughs> oh, look, it's Marjorie. Oh, hi. That was a really funny joke, by the way. Thank, Thank you, you, Marjorie. Thank you, we're hilarious. Thank you. The most lady. hilarious. Um, <clears throat> I brought this big wheel of cheese. I'm sorry it took me so long. It's uh, so big that I could barely roll it. But here, hops in. Well, but oh, you, you did roll it, and that's yeah, all that you counts. Eat it. Thank you, you are so small much. but mighty. I ate the last wheel right. faster hey, than Don't usual. hit on my assistant, Chip. I s- was not. I was just complimenting her on her I ability. I see that. Okay. No. Inappropriate. Listen. This I've is a workplace for her. I'm, I'm so sorry, Marjorie. It- I would never sexually harass a woman at work with other men around. That's right. Mm-hmm. Do it when it's only the two of us. And, right. you, and you check those security systems. That's right. And you check those cameras. Philip gets You don't it. know where the security systems are. Only I do. <coughs> uh, I, I have guess put her true. in charge of my security as well. well she I seems very so capable. Much. She's very capable and, and smart and, mm. and fashionable. And this cheese. And Dolce Gabbana perfume. Nope, Are there, you that's, being serious yep, right that's now? Philip, this is too far. I'm so sorry, Marjorie. I'll give you a nice Christmas bonus this year. Four Christmas bonuses. I'll give you four Christmas bonuses this year. And two cheese wheels. Uh, as many cheese wheels as you can take. In oh, the trunk of your car. That's a great that? deal, Marjorie. Yeah, I know it's a great deal. I'm a really good deal maker. Oh my God, is there blood coming out of your ears? It's. I don't know anymore. Blood comes out of everywhere. My nose, my mouth, my eyes, all my pores. Oh, good lord. 
The abscess on my lower back. Well, that's the only normal one. Here, that's what happens when you rack. run radiation Absent. business. That's true. Well, thanks. Thank you, Marjorie. You're welcome. Your kindness shall be remembered. Well. I don't know if we could do this with just the three of us. I'll, con- I'll contribute what I can. I guess I still don't actually know what this plan is. Marjorie, maybe you could just wheel him outside yep. next to the wood No, pile. Marjorie, you've <laughs> done enough. I want to hear this. I don't care how much my ears are bleeding. You know what, Marjorie, it'd be best if you wheeled him outside next to the wood pile yeah. where the wolves can get at him. Yep. Maybe. Let me let me just get no my No more cart. honorable death. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cheese wheel cart. One moment. It's Thank good knowing you, so you, bud. Yeah, it was great. You you were a great friend. And you do know another wealthy man that could we can add to our club. I suppose my son. Well, assuming you vote. If he's I think I, mean, I paid a couple people to vote, but oh, well, I, I, I sure. paid like thousands of people to vote. I get whoever I want elected in these parts. You guys don't do that? No, You're I just slave voters. I finance a uh, small operation out of the rural part of Russia to uh, mail in fake votes. Oh, of course. Well, I think we all do that. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much uh, best practice Bog at this standard, point, right? Yeah. That's and of course, uh, I bought the majority shareholder in all the voting machine. Yep. So makes sense. It was voting with Daisy spit out whatever. You can't I take really a chance on democracy. Oh good lord, no. that's why we're here. <laughs> now we're finally getting to the point. It took us twelve goddamn minutes. <laughs> Dad, Dad, come on in, yeah. son. Hi. Okay. Hi. Okay, Timmy. What Hi. do you What do you got for your good old dad right now? I was just. I had a have a. I had a question. Okay. I I noticed all uh, all your army buddies when they were when they were here last night uh-huh. and you guys were drinking and laughing and uh huh they they kept calling you old blow up doll Jefferson gotcha and I know our last name's Jefferson right what what's what's blow up doll mean well uh Timmy you know how you like to go out into the sandbox with some firecrackers. Yeah. Well, yeah. your dad went out with Sometimes my friends call me Firecracker Timmy. Firecracker Timmy. Is that what it is? Is it your nickname? Yeah. Oh, why do they call you? Because I oh. blew up dolls. Oh. oh instead, of, instead of like little green army men, I took uh, porcelain dolls that I stole from the governor's mansion. Oh. And I blew them up in a sandbox. Oh, that's what we did when we were kids. And that oh, that wasn't from the war days. Well, we were pretty young in the war days, Timmy. How did it help you blowing up dolls in the war days, Dad? It's help that morale, son. That's something you don't know about. No, I guess I don't. Wouldn't the enemy hear you making oh. all that noise? The enemy definitely up heard us. That was the idea. Cut to the war days. What are you doing in here? What does it look like I'm doing? It looks like you're fucking that blow-up woman. <laughs> well, what does this dynamite look like I'm doing? Oi! What? Dude, oh. put, put that down. You're right. That didn't even make sense as an English sentence. But did you even know that? You don't speak English, do you? Not that well. Nine. Not very well. Not nine. very well. No. Nine. You crazy krauts. I tell you what. Well. Come back home. So, uh, Sally, uh, I talked to Dad. Uh, y- yeah. And he says that they, uh, I don't want you to get upset because I know you love your dolls and everything. I, I, there's so- Sally and Polly and 
uh-huh. Nirvana, all of I them, know. they're adorable. I know. Uh, but, th- you know, Dad's Army Pals? Y- and now they call him Blow Up Doll? Yeah, they're so loud. Yeah. They call him that because he used to, well, he used to blow up dolls. <gasps> you know how sometimes I blow up frogs with firecrackers? Yeah, that's why they call you Bullfrog Cracker James. Yep. That's right. That's apparently that's like dad's thing. He likes to take like big firecrackers. He called it diamondite. Oh. And he puts it in the to, to the doll. Uh-huh. And then he blows it up. Does so he you better just you better keep an extra eye on your dolls. That's all I'm saying. Well, Sally went missing last week. Do you think he blew her up? Oh my god. We have to go find Sally. <sighs> Look like it's time for the kid detectives to go at it again. Oh, I'll go get my magnifying glass. Super spy detective kids Here. is our nickname. Get your pipe and your hat ready. Okay, I got and it. I got we'll my go pipe. On the case. Okay. I'll meet you at the attic. Okay. That's where all the clues start. Okay, bye. Got to the attic. Okay. <sighs> I know we're not allowed in here. Hey guys. Hey. Oh. What? Hello? Hey, are you investigating Sally's disappearance? Yeah, how did you know? We know everything in this house. Yeah. What? Uh, Sally. Do you live up here? I'm sorry, who are you? Your former dolls that you used to play with all the time. Oh my God, are you ghost dolls? Remember me, Porcupine Joe? Oh, Porcupine Joe. I remember you. I miss you. Yeah, well. Why's Porcupine Joe got a giant hole? Where's mouth my used head? to be? I tried to feed him carrots one time. No. Uh, that's it was well a sad story. That's where the hole started. Yeah. But it ended this large because of, well. You don't have to talk about <gasps> it if you don't want to, Porky. <laughs> Sorry, I just need a minute. Boo. Oh, my God. Look what I see with my magnifying glass. Oh, my gosh. It's clue one. That porcupine is st- standing on a pile of dirty magazines. <gasps> Naked ladies are on them. What? We can't look at those. No. I I have to do the opposite of a magnifying glass. I'm just going to close my eyes. Here, I'll turn the magnifying glass around. That'll Thanks. fix it. Yep. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Olga, you tell them what happened. It's not something that I'm fond of recalling. I thought you lost Olga when we went on that vacation. No, I, I threw Olga away. She's too scandalous for my doll collection. Oh, no. Just because your grandma... Handed me down to you doesn't mean that I don't want to be loved, sugar. Anyways. I, I don't think I'm prepared to love Olga the way that Olga wants to be loved, so um, it just wasn't going to work out, so I just had to throw her away. Good choice. That's a very grown-up decision on your part. Thank I'm very you. proud of you. Good job. It's all right. I harbor no resentment. <laughs> Anyways. Olga, yeah. Was there a giant hole of the same shape as m- the one in Mr. Porcupine's face in the middle of your dress? That's an excellent question. Look what I'm lying atop of. Oh, oh. What? Is that a deflated beach ball? With a face on it? Oh, honey. If only it was a beach ball. That would indicate fun was had at some sort of beach party. It's just sadness. Oh, and look, it unfolds. Oh, my God. Oh my god, it's like a lady, but flat. <gasps> it's the skin of a lady. Gross. Gross. No. I don't think oh that's no. exactly Jimmy. what. Yeah. Oh. Oh He's here. Oh he back from the fireworks oh store. No. I, won't, oh I won't let him come back up here. No. 
He can't treat us like that anymore. Your old dolls just started crying. I know. I, I didn't mean for you guys to cry. I didn't even know you had that feature. We better get out of here. Let's go back. Let's okay, go don't back. leave okay. us up here. Don't leave us up this skin. Hi, oh. Well, there you are, kids. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. We're a regular. Hey. We were... Take off your hat and buy. Hi. We were playing. Right. Playing? To- bo- toys that... We were, we're playing, playing kid toys. Kid toys games. in the toy... Games, guns and wars, school. and you know normal kids games. Okay. How was the fireworks store? It was great. We got some fireworks. Who wants to shoot off some fireworks? Cool. <laughs> I know uh, I do. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll take a couple to blow up some frogs later. But we were sort of in the middle of playing. Why don't we blow up some frogs now? It'll be oh. good father-son activity. Guys, I don't really like when you blow up frogs because um, I think that that's kind of uh, disturbing. Oh yeah, you're here too. Yeah, you can be part of this. I don't. Um, I don't so want to blow up the frogs unless we're also blowing up snakes because that's what I like to do. Snakes, frogs, sure. Anything that's not a mammal or bird. Is that your rule, Dad? Anything yeah. that's not a mammal or bird. Yep. Uh, it's throw out throw out some fish if you want. That's great. Hey, hey, Dad. Yeah. Why is there a hole in the side of that box of fireworks? Oh, no. Guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. That's what we're here for. Just, yeah. Um, to be honest, bro. Totally be honest, bro. Feel free to dish. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like when we do the marching and yeah. I've got my saxophone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm holding it out like in front of me. Yeah. Um, I can't keep time with my feet. And I feel like when we go to this competition, I'm going to let the whole squad down. You know, man, <sighs> you just got to not worry about that. You know, it's marching band. Yeah, like we have all noticed that you don't have rhythm. All yeah. right. What? Yeah. Like we, has it's it been no that painfully secret. obvious? No, yes, it is that painfully obvious. But like the fact that you now see it and acknowledge it that's like a huge step forward it's like learning that's real growth yeah jeffrey i have to say that as a drummer i don't even have that good a rhythm what yeah it's like not really all that great and i'm the drummer i'm like supposed to be doing all kinds of rhythm no wait you haven't noticed how much worse he is than you no you just like as long as you play your saxophone with heart parker Parker, no, the only reason, I think a part of the reason why I haven't been able to march right is because I'm listening to your snare. You know, a lot of people have said that about me. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to think that this is my fault. The only way that any of us get through any of the songs is to listen to Kale's snare. You have to ignore Parker's snare. It's true. A lot of times I kind of mute it. Like I put my hand on the bottom and it kind of holds the snare part from vibrating. And so just because, like, I march right in front of you, Parker, that's why I haven't been able to keep my march beat. Right. That's probably it. Oh, my gosh. This oh makes me God. feel so much better you about myself. Switch places with Connor. <gasps> Wait, while we're being real, like, real, real, I got to come out and just say it. Um, Just because I'm, like, the drum major... I'm not really so good at twirling that big-ass stick. Oh, dear. You've been watching too many football games. You don't need to twirl. You just need to go up and down. I know. It's like a baton. Stick to the basics, bro. Baton just basics. Up, down, up, down. You do not need to twirl it. I, but, no. but it looks so good, right? 
Maybe. When, when good people do it, yeah, it does. Wow. It but you're just not good. See, look, this is growth. Yeah. You've learned that you're not that good. You're admitted it to yourself. Yeah. And that we're going to move on. We're going to figure out a way Although to n- get better. Now that I think about it, I've really been like hitting in time with your baton movements. And maybe it's really that I just have not been keeping time on my snare because you have not really been moving your baton. Hold up. The reason that my baton might not, sure, maybe I'm not the best twirler, but I'm still moving my hands. And the reason my hands are not moving right is because I'm looking at this dickbag's feet and how they're all running all over the place out of step. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. All right. I want to be totally Eric? honest with you guys right now. Oh, my God. Be totally honest and open. <laughs> yeah. Just I want you to be real. Open your heart. Times three. Because we need to know if you're the problem. I want to hear the rhythm of your heart. Unzip. Okay. All right. Here it goes, guys. Here it goes. Okay. So maybe I don't really know how to write music. <gasps> you what? can't say You're that. like illiterate. Maybe. Like, I mean, I know that notes have like, there's little balls and then there's little stems that come down from them and then sometimes you connect them Uh but like i mean i don't know if we should be playing the songs that i wrote because i really don't know how to write music that makes a lot of sense why all of our music just comes out as squawks and gawks are you hey are you blaming this on me right now i mean it's kind of all funneled in through the person like our music comes from you right Because I write the music, and we all agree. And if it's all wrong... That means you have no redeeming value as a human being. (laughs) Tell him. We only keep you around because of your music writing abilities, and we have no taste. Are you serious right now, you guys? We just trust you. You're all turning on me right now? You just seem so confident. You told me to open up and unzip, and here I am, unzipped, open up some big wound to the world, and now you're just poking at it. I think Sharpay can put it the best. Oh, yeah. Um, Don't you dare turn on me, Sharpay. I'm not going to turn on you because, um, honestly, I'm not really good at three-point turns, so I can't even do that. But, like, I think that what you should do is maybe just write with your heart. You don't need words. <sighs> the songs aren't in words, Sharpay. Yeah, they're notes. What Have you oh not been God. even reading the same music as the rest of us? Okay, do you know I'll how to honest. read? Honestly, I have been writing them all in words. He just writes S- cab C and then an A and then a B. What? Right? Like I use the notes as the letters right. and spell out words. Like a B and then an E and then a D. You're so limited on your lexicon. Sometimes that's how you have to do that. And as the um, person who stands at the front and waves the thing and makes us all go together, um, that's how I like to read it. So I vote that you can say it. Wait, wow. that's what? that put me in my place, Sharpay. That's what I do as this job. I can't even like think through all that has just been said right now with all how real everyone has been. It's like real, real. I know this. So this trip to DC is gonna change us forever. I'm so glad that we signed up to do the inauguration. Like otherwise, none of us would have ever come out. And we would have never gotten any better and learned anything about ourselves and each other. <coughs> oh, my God. I love you guys. Hartford squirrels forever. Miss Spears. Yes. The American people have elected you dictator of the USA. Oh, 
they, they, they did. They did now. They did. Oh, that sounds like an, a lot of work. An awful lot. I'm up to the challenge. I'm, I'm ready to go and t t t to do it. And I've, I didn't think I was going to win. I'll be honest. I didn't. I. I. Uh. Uh. Hmm? Yes, you can come in. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Attorney. Uh, uh, Oh yes, Charlotte. you, Spears, pay attention, please. Oh, I'm so please. sorry. Yes, hello? Uh, President Spears, uh, yes. yes. Attorney General Maxim Bullet Eagle. Ooh, oh, my goodness. Did you hear that name, Charlemagne? I I heard it. That's a Did you hear it, though? Did you? Name. I want to make sure that you heard it. Yes, that I'm very impressed. Uh, Madam President. Thank you for wearing that name tag. It'll help me remember. Yes? Y yes. Uh, I'm here to debrief yes. you on the happenings in the Korean Peninsula. Oh, it's yes. It's very important. Sounds lovely. Uh, lovely. Peninsulas are lovely. Miss Spears, can you huh? please stop shimmying? Just, just sit still. This is very important. I get the shakes after dinner, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Just give me a sherry. It'll calm me down a bit. A cigarette does not count as a meal. Yes, please come in. Yes. Oh, look at this strapping young man. Uh, yes, uh, President Spears. Uh, yes. It's me, AR-15, nuclear launch key. Oh, good lord. And uh, I think I was going to come in right after uh, Max Bullet and give you my report on the declining crisis that is happening in the Middle East. Ooh, the Middle East. Uh, Indiana, Ohio, like the Middle East. Close, uh, close. Uh, I'm glad that you know some of you our know states. You know my cousin lives in Ohio. I right I'm outside of Columbus. It's yes. very nice. And think if he, I think that your cousin would I'm want the Middle East to be protected, so you got to pay attention. Exactly, Madam yeah, President. That and, uh, is true. I'll put down my knitting needles and listen to what you have to say. Excellent. That's Where's that sherry, Charlemagne? Okay. We're gonna, yeah, we're how gonna long have you been in here? <laughs> if I give you I don't one really shot know. of whiskey, let's so hold long. off on oh, the sherry whiskey. until after the I'm not some street urchin. I need my sherry. I, ha I must have keep them in the cupboard here I'm somewhere. I'm just trying to tide you over for the sherry. I need you to be... I know. You look after me. She looks after me. Madam uh. Spears, this is pretty time-sensitive. I'm sorry. Is okay, Mr. A matters. Mr. AK. Mrs. Uh, Spears. AR, I'm AR so sorry. Oh, my AR. God. Mrs. Spears. Oh, hello. What are all these people doing in our room? Well, apparently I've been elected to the uh, president's presidency. So they just, the, the visiting here? hours don't apply to you anymore? Well, now apparently, now Charlemagne said it was urgent that they come and see me, Beverly. Yes, uh, so say, oh, I'm so sorry. This uh, is my roommate and best friend, Beverly. If we could just put Hello. up the we curtain divider between your two beds. Water aerobics Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And we go walk Madam, by the duck pond. Madam President, time is critical. Huh? Uh, time is critical. The uh, dictator in North Korea has uh, made pretty credible threats towards the safety of South Korea. I'm going, to, well, they're they're going to make threats. It's all the better they be credible. That's what I always say. What I always say is those who want to walk together shall be friends forever. Oh, that is what we say. Then she crocheted it on this pillow. Guys, that, that is, that that is adorable, a lovely pillow. And I'm so glad we're all best friends. But yes. North Korea, doesn't that sound really interesting? 
I think there's bodies of water around it. It's a peninsula. It is a peninsula. Let's go water walking. Oh, I would love that. We could take a water aerobics class (laughs) into the ocean. Okay, before we do that, there's another peninsula we need to talk about. We have to learn about the peninsulas. So we're just going to... All right. Channel our energy. Okay, we're good. Like the English Channel. Oh, the English Channel. More water to once in 1973. Oh, a young man puts his hand on my bosom <laughs> on a boat trip. Colonel AR-15 what? is. Uh, I was you, telling you a story, I'm young Aaron man. AR-15. You know what? I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take your remote for your. Recliner, but I'm just gonna start moving it forward oh, so you can oh, that's do a little eye to eye for me. Nope, that's Beverly's. Oh, that that's is mine. Beverly's. Oh, Up and down. Oh, Sorry. Oh, the back. Oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Mine's over here. All right. Yes. Sometimes we get our wires crossed. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. You know what's gonna happen if we're best friends. Middle East gets their that? wires crossed. Oh, what? The collapse Nuc- of society and civilization oh, as we know it. The free oh, world no, no longer existed. Don't want that. No, I that had a collapse awful. out of a TGI Fridays booth no. in 1983. I broke my hip. It was the first surgery I ever oh, wait. had. And I brought so you those sad. baby back ribs and in the hospital. Pay attention so One that second. doesn't happen I, again. Say that. What did you break? My hip. Your hip. The Hippocratic Oath. If we start to arm our Red Cross volunteers with rifles, my God, I think that's going to be a breakthrough, at least for my case in the Middle East. That, Madam President, that was a brilliant tactile oh, move. thank you so much. You see that, Beverly? Oh. We're getting things done already. Now, do you do you realize what that means? A pudding to celebrate, yes? Let's no. we get a pudding to celebrate. Pudding to celebrate. You, we get huh? the pudding after we just make we make peace with the fact of his proposal. Everybody's gonna have the guns. Are we okay with that, ladies? Oh, well, I he sounds know. like he figured it out. So I mean, I'm if still you, the gentleman named AR-15, you can't trust. Who can you trust? Am I, I right? I still, I still, um, backing my water walking proposal. I oh There's well, that's so obviously. Water. Where is that on the schedule? We need to get to that peninsula to for our water aerobics class. Uh, okay, uh. how about we do the briefing? In the water aerobics class. Oh, cut to like? water aerobics class. <laughs> okay, okay. so the thing is, there's the demilitarized zone where there are miles upon miles oh. of landmines. Kind of warm today. Kind of. I was Ladies. expecting this water to be ice on, cold. This way. Huh? Yes. Oh, you're our instructor for the day. Uh, no, ma'am. Uh, Maxim huh? Bullet. Eagle, I'm the Maxim Bullet oh, Eagle. Mr. Bullet Eagle. Of course, we He's were debriefing you about the situation. He came in into our room one Are night. Are those the Bullet remember? Eagles of Evanston? Oh, the Evanston Bullet Eagles? Or the, are they the Charleston Bullet Eagles? Oh, it better not be from those Charleston you know, Bullet Eagles. Back when I was a young lass, yes, I dated a Bullet Eagle of. Sh- of Charleston. Oh, how dare you? You didn't know any better, I'm sure. And if it weren't for the war, I may have married him. Oh, my goodness. Wait. (laughs) Wait. Married him. If we can get the Korean leader to adopt or, or infiltrate the South Korean family in some way, they would have an innate desire to 
pursue peace and not go. Oh, that's how they did things in my father's day. Uh, One uh, rival would uh, marry his son or daughter off to the other rival's son or daughter, and it would stop all the bloodshed. No, my niece is great. Is adopted from South Korea. I'm gonna get out of the pool and I'm gonna head right over to the the, the attorney. Now, but. Mr. Beleagle, who's going to teach our water aerobics class if you're running out of the Ladies, water? Ladies, I'm back. Oh, thank God. Jermaine, we missed you so much. <laughs> Jermaine. That's right, ladies. I hope you're ready to work your glutes. Um, so much. Uh, Mr. This is Mr. Bullet Eagle. He's a very good friend of ours. Yes, if you... Uh, this I'd is Jermaine, our water there's... aerobics instructor from Calmdale, the home where you met us... Earlier Just, last week? No, it was, it was earlier today. today? Okay. Everything's better at Calmdale. That's their motto. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go and just fix you, that whole If Korean you thing. go, we will have no politics left in this discussion. Oh. And that's my only job is to make sure we move forward. Oh, listen to Charlemagne. Worrying, worrying, worrying. Looks worry. like you're going to have to maybe get those worries out in the pool. I'll, I'll oh. get him out in the pool if you tell me what your agenda is. Charlemagne, My agenda is just to get you looking fit and thin. It may oh, look yes. like, like we're moving forward. for America. Very That's what we're going to do. That's right. Very slowly in the pool. But it's all good progress. It's just slow and easy. Slow, slow and easy. One foot in one arm. And the other foot in the other arm. You're my best friend, Beverly. You're my best friend, Mrs. Spears. And that's our show, everybody! Fun. Oh, Chris, what did you learn from Dan's story today? Wow, I learned a lot about uh, just the whole idea of big business like i've always known about it but it's wild that they would get to such a point where i feel like they're so much more like in the shadows and like ooh, uh, yes we're going to, right. to move our pawns and then we're instead of to do it so brazenly yeah, it was just very like, clearly out there in front of everybody yep which i'm like dang that's I know. A, a bold move very much so uh, what do you have to plug, promote, uh, social media? Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Instagram at Everybody Hates Chris, and I got that handle way late in the game, and people offered me money on it regularly. Uh, and also want to plug KB Comedy, the improv troupe that I'm a part of here in Des Moines. Yeah. We have shows every second Saturday at Java Joe's on 4th, so make sure to come check us out, and you can find us on Facebook at KB Comedy. All right. Paul Privateer. Hey. What did you learn today, Paul? Uh, It's kind of sad. I really feel like honor and integrity was something that was, like, important and something that was valued. And it's just... Was. Yeah, you're right. It was. No, it's totally (laughs) not. It is not a thing anymore. it is not. Those concepts are so completely foreign to everything anymore. So that's sad. Yep. <laughs> Great takeaway, Paul. <laughs> and what do you have to plug? Um, so the, these are not sad. Uh, so uh, improv group Chowdown Comedy, third Saturday of every month at the lovely basement bar at the Des Moines Social Club. We'd love to see you out. Um, also a project that I've been working on sin- since the start of 
Uh, so you're talking about podcasts that inspired you. This podcast actually inspired me to start my own podcast. I do a podcast called Des Moines and Dragons. And you can check us out at all of your favorite social media links, uh, slash Des Moines and Dragons, Facebook, Instagram. I got the YouTubes today. So Ooh. check us out. We do fun D&D role play shows. Coming up the 21st, we have our Jingles and Dragons show. And then New Year's Eve at the Des Moines Social Club. Law and Order, Jedi Intent, Star Wars, yes. D&D. This will not be out in time for that, but, but I'm very so much looking cool. forward to that. Yes, it is. <laughs> Tell everyone. Thanks. Yes. John Churchma, what did you learn I today? Learned, I don't think I had heard of any plots to overthrow Roosevelt. Right? That's sort so of crazy. No. I mean, beyond like <laughs> electing someone different. Which isn't really a plot. No. That's really the system. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just the working system. as designed. We want right. somebody yeah. better. <laughs> right. That's the design. And what do you have to plug? Um, I don't think I have anything to plug that will come out in time. But, you know, there's always 7 a.m. on NBC, the Today Show, with, uh, you know, Hoda, Savannah, and also Jenna Bush Hager. That's right. Another member of the Bush family. <laughs> and if people are willing to send in money and I can fly to New York, with a sign, and I could be on the Today Show. Oh, that's my new so, goal. So everyone send, <laughs> everyone send money. Okay, <laughs> how are we gonna do this? Okay, go to Patreon.com/slash/HistoryMadeUp, and all the money you sp- you give there will go straight to John for a plane ticket to New York, so he can hold the sign up I, and behind the Today Show. An appropriate sign. Yes, that would. Uh, gain the interest of the hosts of the Today Show. Do they also yeah. get to come up with the slogan that's going to be on the slide? Well, it needs to be network television appropriate. Yeah. Oh, we'll so figure that out. Th- it'll be heavily filtered. Yeah. It will have the semblance of uh, volition from the donors, but really, <laughs> ultimate decisions will be made by and me. And it'll have the History Made Up logo on it also. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Tiny, <laughs> tiny font. Sure, he says. I just want a free trip to New York, guys. <laughs> we'll get it done. We'll get it done. Uh, and now, yes, a bittersweet Aww. moment. I know. Uh-huh. Lexi Ball, her final appearance on the show yeah. before she moves away oh, to leave what? us. What? Oh. very sad. Oh, no. I know. What? That's why I saved you for last. Aww. That makes me... S- I didn't know I that. just met you. I just <laughs> met you. <laughs> I know you guys. We're such best friends. Can we be pen pals? Sure. I would love that, actually. Pen pals are Lexi, dying, Lexi, we're going to miss you Life greatly. Integrity. It's always a huge pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you. And uh, you're going to have to help me round up some folks in Dallas. So I'm going to come down there and do some shows down there, and you can be on those. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that would be super fun. Yes. So right. what did you learn on the show? Um, I learned that I missed a lot of the storyline when I read that documentary because I – when I – didn't read the, when docu- you read the documentary. When I well, when, when you I read watched the subtitles it, yeah, I always have them there on, on my Netflix account. There was some on-screen text, so technically I did kind of. Read. I do too. I always have the, yep. <laughs> the subtitles on. Right, um, <laughs> but uh, I think I need to watch it again. That's what I took away. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. I mean, it was useful. You need to watch it again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was. That it's was hard very to watch though. I didn't like. I don't remember the business plot part of it at all. Nope. I just remember. The pictures of Smedley Butler and the troops like all over the mall in D.C. Uh, about the pay stuff. I remember mm-hmm. that. I didn't remember about the plot to overthrow and all that yeah. stuff. That was crazy. Yeah. And what do you have to plug? Um, okay. This is a new plug. Um, LexiBall.com. Right. 
I'm starting a new thing where if you send me a message via the contact tab, I will send you a Snickers bar. Um, just because my full it size? Are we talking full no, size? No, we're talking Snickers? fun size. Okay. Because okay. it's a fun thing. Um, <laughs> now that's your justification. Because it's a fun thing. Cause it's a, well, because it's I feel really cool when I get an email from that thing. Right. Gotcha. And I would like to ride that high. I so love it. send. Yep. What about me repeat messages? What if someone just spams the inbox? No, that's not acceptable. What about three in a row? You get a regular size. <laughs> I'll consider that. <laughs> I'll let you know on my about page. So check in on my about page about the official rules, and and then you can the find out how it works. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I learned um, uh, what a duckboard is. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I learned about that whole uh, the J.P. Morgan business plot. That was totally crazy. Um, as always, History Made Up on Twitter and Instagram. HistoryMadeUp.com is the website. And that's our show, everybody. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Will Frazier here from History Made Up. Uh, we have some exciting news about the podcast. Uh, we have an official Patreon page now. It is Patreon.com slash up. You can go there. You can donate to the show. The show will always be free. You will never have to pay for the show. This is just a uh, donation so you can sort of help become part of the show. You help, help raise money so I can keep traveling and keep visiting these new places and meeting these new great improvisers and bringing the content to you. We have a special gift for one-time donors of $100. You donate $100 one time, you're going to get to tell a story on the podcast. We'll do it. I'll find the improvisers. We'll do the show off it, but you get to tell the story. Uh, so thanks so much for listening and support it. Patreon.com slash History Made Up.